Start your journey with master coach, clinical counselor, and Ayurvedic practitioner, Paris Mogtatter, to uncover new layers of your life. Together, we'll break the social conditioning that holds you back, giving you a way to improve physical health, greater emotional stability, and strengthen connections both within yourself and others. Unlock clarity on what you want in all five realms, body, mind, emotions, and spiritual alignment, plus a special connection to source for an extra sparkle. So don't hold yourself back any longer when it's time for transformation from unsure self-doubter into confident game changer. Let's get started today. everyone. Today I have a very special guest on my show, Karen Agro. She is a scientist, a pharmaceutical industry consultant, community pharmacist, keynote speaker, and corporate workshop facilitator. She has advanced training in pharmacy and epidemiology and has been sought after consultant for some of Canada's largest pharmaceutical manufacturers. Alongside her Agro Health Association uh, that consults businesses, she blends her extensive background in healthcare with her lifelong passion for music to fulfill her mission to help individuals and corporate teams. So these individuals and corporate teams, as we know, they feel stressed and burnt out and Karen helps them shift their mood in under 10 minutes. Karen is a classical guitarist as well as a pharmacist. So let's dive in and see what Karen has to say about the science behind music. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this very exciting episode of the Ayurvedic Therapist. I'm really excited about my guest today. Uh, my guest, uh, Karen Agro, is um, uh, she is here today with us. And I know Karen, we just right away clicked um, at Dusky Club because I could see her play her music around a club and she's just she has this smile that is totally contagious and I just wanted to right away know more about her so thank you so much for being here Karen thank you um, for having me. yeah it's a pleasure and uh, so Karen um, I'll just tell my audience a little bit about your mission I know that you're on a mission to help individuals and corporate teams who feel really stressed out and burnt out which is a lot of people we know I get so many clients that are so burnt out and they just don't know why or what to do to come out of that I know that you helped them shift their mood in under 10 minutes which we're gonna find out today how and how wonderful music is for that Um, and uh, that uh, Karen spent um, the past 30 years gaining her doctor of pharmacy and master of science. So everything we talk about here is very science-backed and science-based, and um, you have also built an accomplished career in both pharmacy and pharmaceutical industries and speaking on stage across Canada. 
And uh, I think what is really interesting and many people might not know about um, you is that you bring these two beautiful, the science and the music together in such a beautiful way. And we just really want to hear more about that. And um, I specifically love that we're talking about music and science because I start most of my workshops talking about music actually because we in the yogic and the ayurvedic tradition we do a lot of chanting and we do a lot of that kind of music and i i really see that it's the fastest way for people to kind of get out of whatever stuckness they are and come into a new vibration so i'm really looking forward to know more about that and how that happens um, but uh, why don't you start by telling us a little bit uh, about a couple of events that maybe has helped you get so into the music and the health of space and how music kind of came into your life? Yes, well, I play thank you so much. It's so it's a pleasure to be here and just love working with you at uh, Sea Club with your yoga classes and playing and, and being part of that. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, so I, I have been um, a scientist all my life, but I had to make a decision when I completed high school, would I go into music or would I go into pharmacy? And I chose pharmacy with a promise to always go back to music. But then my um, fast forward to more recently, um, my father was at the end stages of dementia and I was uh, playing by his bedside at end of life when, when we realized there was nothing more uh, we could do and out of the darkness he said the name of the piece I was playing and and mm -hmm. I thought he wasn't there and, and that's when I really discovered like the power of music and how it can tap into parts of our brain so quickly um, and then I had an accident where I fell 30 feet off of a rock climbing wall or no 30 no 15 feet off of a rock climbing wall in San Francisco and and that also was a big life changer for me because uh, we were on a family vacation and I had this fall in San Francisco and I thought as I'm lying on the gym with my arm uh, backwards, I realized I might not be able to play again. So these two events of falling off the wall and watching the power of music with my father's situation really brought me back to where I brought music back into my life and uh, made me realize hmm, I need to bring it back into my life in a much more meaningful way. Um, and so having the science background as well, I, you know, I like put a very scientific lens on, on the music and, and looking at the evidence. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I always say, you know, um, in Ayurveda, we have this thing called our spirit and our soul that we call the Atman. And um, it's like something in your heart, when you feel it in your body and in your heart, that you kind of something clicks for you. And it must have been kind of like that music clicked for you all of your life and these events that have happened kind of reawaken that fire of how important that part is in your life exactly. wow and, and it's come to the point now too because um I work a lot with I've come from the corporate space I understand mm -hmm. the stress that we're facing and, and yes we're coming out of the pandemic but um and and burnout rates are improving but we're not nearly where we need to be um and I had this this experience the other day where um and, and this happens to me quite a bit now because we're all back into the hustle and bustle of life right it's everything sort of come back again 
and you've probably experienced this and I and I know I do quite often is where all of a sudden everything's coming at me and I feel like my days conspiring against me and I had another day like that just recently where um, you know I had things to do with my family and driving people and work and I just my heart was racing and I couldn't I couldn't function and so in that moment I had to stop and assess what I needed. And I just sat down and I thought, I just need to turn on a piece of music. And I turned on this piece of music that um, I had listened to when I was in Scotland last summer. And it was a very beautiful piece. And at the time I was in Scotland, I was, you know, filling my bucket and doing all the things I needed to do for myself. And just listening to that piece of music and taking two to three minutes, it took me right back to that time when I realized I was being a human being not a human doing as I was in the moment that I just described. And after I listened to the music, this particular piece that transported me back, and you probably know many pieces that transport you to different places in time. And I, after I listened to it, I stopped and I realized my day is still conspiring against me. Nothing has changed. The only thing that's changed is me. And wow. that I could go forward and, um, and then go on with my day. And I love to use this, this analogy of, of a car because you, you know what it's like, you drive a vehicle, you live, when you're in Canada, you live in snow country, right? And so, and you know those days when the snow's coming at you and it's a big blizzard and you can't see um, out the windshield and you know the wipers are going back and forth and all of a sudden you hit a, a big snow bank or a patch of snow or something drags you into the gutter and you're stuck, right? And what do you do in that moment when you're stuck? Well, first of all, you have to stop. But before you do that, chances are you might be revving on the gas and, and the wheels are, are revving and you feel the car shaking back and forth and you're trying to get yourself out of this unstuck moment. But what you really need to do is you need to stop and figure out what you need. And sometimes you need to put it in first gear and crawl out of the situation. We now we have music that can be that first gear to move us forward. Mm. Sometimes you might need a push and we, there's music that can push you and, and transport you that way. And then finally, sometimes you need a toe and you need to release emotions, whether it's sadness or joy or tears. And we have music that can help us that way. So music can actually be your first gear, your push or your toe and your stuff. Wow, I love that analogy. <laughs> and so many of us are now stuck. Mm -hmm. We're either stuck or we're running so fast that we just, I love how you said human doing, not human being. Mm -hmm. And um, I know uh, for myself, a few years back, I was like, you know what, whatever makes my heart race, I'm going to stop at that moment and reassess the situation and see how I can show up at that moment to face it in a different way because it's we could really get lost in that fight or flight mode and exactly. and and then you're then you're you can't function at all your brain isn't working at that point um and you're just spinning right and then nothing gets mm -hmm. yes you know that music can help build resilience um, but more importantly it can help with our well-being so that we can be fully present for ourselves and for others as we know so many people rely on us and we need to be in the moment music can help you be in the moment so you can be more fully present 
Right. So um, it's it has this ability, and we have all experienced this before, where in such a short time, we can be totally our vibration changes and we can be, you know, thinking about like feeling like a different, we're in a different place or a memory comes up or a feeling changes inside of us. Um, and I know that you have referred to music being medicine. And I really am intrigued to hear more about uh, what you mean by music being medicine. Well, really where, where I'm thinking about music as medicine is that we can almost use it as like our, um, our personal uh, toolkit to help us whenever we're in a situation. So we know that there's certain types of music and this research, there's been a lot of research done by the British Academy of Sound Therapy, where they did a study in over 7,000 people. And they found the dose of music that can actually shift your mood. So we know that music can actually make us happy in less than 10 minutes. The optimal dose is nine minutes, but it works in as quickly as five minutes. So that can be your push, right? Sometimes it's like that push to get you going. A friend of mine is a teacher and she said during the pandemic, she had one of these horrible days when she was in the classroom and she didn't want to be there. And all of a sudden she put on this great, like some music just to start moving her, her mind and her body. And by the, by the time the, the, she was ready to do her lessons, she was in this fantastic mood and her colleague walked through the hallway and said, what are you doing? Like sometimes you need that push. And then there's this music as medicine study found that we know that music can actually produce relaxation in 13 minutes is the optimal duration. And music can also increase focus in, in 13 minutes. So we know there's doses of music that can either produce relaxation or produce happiness or increase concentration, even release sadness. I forget the exact numbers. I think it's around 11 minutes that music can release sadness. And wow. of people listening and watching to this podcast, many of you probably have teenagers. And you know when the teenager is sad or upset or gone through a breakup, they're not in their rooms listening to happy music. They're listening to sad music. And that's why sad music can actually act as a trusted friend and it meets mm -hmm. you where you are. And sometimes you have to listen to sad music to cause that release. When my father was at end of life, I found myself instinctively listening to sad music, driving to London, Ontario, which is about an hour and a half from my home. And I needed to have a good cry in the car so much so I could barely see out of the windshield. And then by the time I got to where he was, then I could sort of bring the happier music back more, not super joyful, but at least I was able to release the sadness so I could approach my day, day better. Um, and then the other, the other area I find music uh, can work as medicine is we, there's a lot of evidence now around um, how music affects us. So there's this incredible track called Weightless and it was designed by Marconi Union in the UK and Liz Cooper, who's the, president, who's the uh, head of the British Academy of Sound Therapy. And they created this ambient track called Weightless and they actually studied against massage. And even though people love the massage, when they put biofeedback markers on people, they found the music, this track Weightless, created more relaxation markers than a massage. So much so that they actually recommend people don't drive while listening to Weightless. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, and I've done a number of sound therapy workshops because I'm, I'm also doing a diploma in sound therapy right now. And the number of people I've told about this track Weightless, 
I've heard about that, like they've come back to me afterwards and said, I've told five friends and they use it before they go to sleep. So it really does work. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's so interesting um, that we, uh, you know, it reminds me of so much, so much of the, again, the vibrational music that we use from the ancient traditions and the ancient um, Vedic system where it's a certain vibration and each vibration is for a purpose of certain thing. And it's really exciting to see that kind of like our, our modern science is catching up to that. And, um, um, you know, and, and that, that there is an Academy and they are working on creating these pieces that is really helpful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to definitely try and, um, weightless. And there's yeah, a wait, there's weightless track uh, version I think on YouTube as well you just google it and it'll come up and then you'll hear about the study as well but I guess my point is we intrinsically know music turn on music you think ah it's gonna work but we can actually purposely use music Um, the thing with music too is it's accessible it's transportable and it's quick unlike other modalities that are very important but take more time we need more tools in our toolbox to help us get unstuck and help us manage our emotions and be in the moment. And music is one of those very tangible things that you can grab real quick and do right away. Right. Um, and so I know that you you mentioned uh, a bit of the research that has been done with this and, um, and all that, but is there any other scientific explanation as what is actually happening here? Yeah, Why does absolutely. it work so well? And you, you raised one thing about, uh, you said about our, our frequencies. And the, I like to talk about three things. One is um, sympathetic resonance. So if I take one tuning fork and I take another tuning fork at the same frequency and I strike one, a tuning fork, if, if for those listening to this podcast is like a fork-shaped, a U-shaped uh, device, you tap it and it vibrates. You tap one you put the other tuning fork by it, but not touching it, the other tuning fork will vibrate because of that resonance. And we use a term like, you resonate with me. I connect with you. It's the same mm. idea. So that's the one scientific principle. The second scientific principle I like to talk about is rhythmic entrainment. So entrainment is, there's this very famous study done with metronomes. And they, they get all these metronomes going at different frequencies. They're all set to the same number, but all t- ticking at different frequencies. And they will eventually, if they're sharing a surface, will eventually start beating together. Wow. Uh, when I was a kid, I'm old. So I uh, back in the day where my parents had those big speakers with the woofer and the tweeter, um, they, I would oftentimes lie on the floor and feel the beat of the music from those speakers. That's entrainment. Um, people on sports teams, they, and they, they flow with each other, dancers on the stage. It's the same idea. And then the last big area, of course, is neural chemicals. So um, I talk about music kind of codes our brain. There's cortisol, which is our stress hormone. Mm-hmm. Um, oxytocin, which is the love hormone. That's the one that's released when you hug someone or pet an animal. It's actually releasing your animal too. Uh, dopamine, that's the hit you get every time you get a like on one of your Instagram posts. It's the dopamine effect. Yes. <laughs> and- <laughs> And also serotonin is another uh, chemical in the brain that a lot of medications work on. And we now know that music can um, impact all those neurochemicals. 
Wow, that is so great to know. Um, and even though we hear about these things and we kind of like know a little bit, when you say, when you bring that up in such a great order, it just makes you realize so many things that we do in life that like the rhythm's going together. And it's mm-hmm. like you enter a room and if someone is not feeling well, you right away know. And my, in my Ayurvedic and, you know, therapist mind, I'm going, oh my God, we're like tuning to their vibration, you know? Exactly. And it's, it's, it's the same thing. It, it truly is. And um, when you think about, we have a beat in our body, right? We already have a rhythm in our body. It's our heart and it's beating mm. 60 beats per minute. So it's just natural that rhythm is part of who we are and how it can affect us because we already have our own rhythm that to which we're beating, uh, which is which is our heart and then our respirations and et cetera as it goes on. Yes. As my teacher, um, Dr. Claudia Walsh says, she's like, keep good company because <laughs> whomever you are with, in the end you're gonna follow their rhythm. Absolutely. You know, we all we are we are human beings we are like that so um so that's really incredible and the the tuning forks that's a really um incredible uh, you know experiment too because I know um I've seen people use them in treatments and in sound therapy and it's incredible how different I felt before and after a tuning fork was you know used on me absolutely so, no, that's very, it's, it's very true. And, and it does impact everyone differently. But, but I think that's the unique thing about music and sound. It's so unique, right? It's, it's special to you. And, um, but some things resonate with you and some things might not resonate. And, and that's okay. That, that's the beauty of it. And that's why we have such a wide variety of music options. Yes, exactly. And I know for myself, like, for example, when I teach yoga classes, uh, the classes that I've had you t- play a piece of music mm-hmm. or there's live music of any sort. Um, it just rhymes in a different way. And it's always like my teaching changes. It's like things flow through me. And at the end of the class, everyone just is so refreshed in such a different way. So mm-hmm. um, it, in, in action, it really works together. As we're healing, having this music, having this rhythm that goes with it, supports it. Absolutely. And it almost works as an anchor for us, too. It can anchor you to a certain feeling. It can anchor you to a specific moment. Um, and and the reason, one of the reasons why music is so effective is you have to, your brain all of a sudden starts following every note. So it brings you into the moment very quickly because mm. your brain's it just naturally it goes to that it follows every note uh, as the melody continues or the beat or whatever it may be right so it's like kind of the fastest way to come back to the moment mm-hmm. in a way yeah you know what it's like like even when we think we're in the moment we're actually not like right now you're probably thinking well i wonder if the sound level is okay and what's my next question and Karen's got a hair sticking up and it looks weird on camera. You're, you're in the moment, but you're actually not in the moment sometimes. We're, we think we are, but we're still truly, our brains are processing at all levels. So having something to ground us is so important. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, you got it. <laughs> and so I know that you uh, were also, um, uh, you have been talking about using our voice. And I'm also interested to know more about that. Yes. Because in, you know, I, I have, um, and I know that this, this might be different, but I wonder with the music part and the scientific part, what the relationship is with using our voice and our health and well-being. Because I see a lot of women that come to me, they, over the years, they've kind of lost their uh, authentic voice. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like working with them through this process so that they can regain and be powerful enough to speak up their truth. And I think that that is really closely connected to that using our voice. So I wonder what you, your view on that is. Yeah, I, I think you, you've, you capture it so eloquently because I think oftentimes we, we don't use our voice. We, we, we feel closed here. And, um, but Interestingly enough, I mean, we have been using our voice for hundreds of thousands of years, right? It's the first real musical instrument that we've had as human beings. It's um, sounds, whether it's um, uh, chanting or, or any kind of vocalization, toning, is how we communicated initially before. Mm. So it's, and, and we can actually tell through voice a cry, whether it's a cry of fear, a cry of sadness, or a cry of happiness, without anyone telling us how to interpret that. We don't need to understand the language. We, we instinctively know what a cry is or what a sound is trying to tell us. And as people migrated from various lands over, you know, over time, that's how they communicated. It was through vocalizations and, and the, ultimately, you know, language evolved from there and including dance and movement. Um, but we now know that singing and using your voice um, does improve your, um, it releases endorphins. It can actually help uh, boost your immune system, improve your physical health, and even socialization. Uh, when you're part of a choir or a singing group, that or a chanting group, or in a yoga class where you might be saying, you know, om or any other toning, it creates a sense of community. Scientifically, um, humming and singing actually helps our uh, helps us as well. My father used to hum all the time when he was gardening. And he also hummed when he was eating something really, really nice. And I didn't, I didn't quite get the humming, but humming actually stimulates our vagus nerve. And by stimulating the vagus nerve, the vagus nerve is connected um, to our vocal cords and the muscles at the back of the neck and singing, humming, chanting um, will stimulate the vagus nerve and will turn on our rest and digest system, the parasympathetic system. So it tones down our fight and flight and it raises our, our parasympathetic, our, our rest and digest. And it helps with our breathing, our heart rate, and our physical health and our mental health. So it has huge benefits. So if you found yourself, um, you know, feeling stressed, humming or singing, or just, you know, humming a melody or, you know, or even just a chanting or an ohm, it, it's working through science to actually bring down our, our nervous system calm our nervous system yes absolutely 
uh, we actually have a breathing technique in the yoga tradition that's called bumblebee breathing. And I don't know if you know about I've bumblebee. Yeah, tell me about that. And, uh, and so you just press like these um, marma points, which are like energy centers that energy gets stuck in. And you just take a deep breath in and you hum it out. Like that. And it sounds like bumblebees. And internally, it really creates this vibration. And I know that there has been studies done on that. And um, it really has helped people with depression and things like that. It's like a way to connecting with your inner self. So yeah. um, now we know it's connected to the polyvagus nerve and the, the yes, for sure. It's the, the vagus nerve. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, so this is all great information. And, and I'm sure that my listeners are thinking, okay, I love it. I want to add music to my life, but I'm so busy. How do I do that? Like, how can I, how can I bring another thing yet into my, into my life? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I think the problem is, as a society, we're so used to pushing through. And what we now know is we are mentally are not built for a marathon. Our brains are built for a series of sprints. Interesting, Harvard Business Review just did a post recently on Instagram about this. And they said, you know, um, we need more frequent little breaks throughout our day. Because we're in a knowledge economy, you know, not a labor economy. We use our, the output of our work is from our brains, not our bodies for the most part. So we need to interject little breaks in our day, two minutes here, two minutes there, whether it's petting your dog, going for a walk or taking a two minute music break, because we know it can work that quickly. And there's a couple of ways that, that I like to, to talk about is it's a tool in your toolbox. So Perhaps um, there's a, a technique that I like to use called habit stacking, where you take something you're already doing and you stack something on top of it that you want to either proactively do or create. So when now when I'm stuck in my car in traffic, instead of like checking my messages hands-free and getting myself all more riled up, because by the time I reach my destination and I'm in a more frenetic state, instead now when I am stuck, stuck in traffic, I turn on a song or a playlist that I have to use that time in the car effectively as a mindful time to, to bring myself into a more present state. Um, there's another technique called micro-breaking. Micro-breaking is basically taking short breaks when you need to, um, rather than uh, you know trying to push through and then not give yourself a, a proper break. Because oftentimes we don't, right? We're eating on the fly, we're desk dining. Um, and I like to use the analogy of a cup. And, you know, we're always saying to say we, we want to, you know, do things to fill our cup. But what happens if your cup is overflowing? And, and if you take, if you start your day with a coffee cup and you have some coffee in it already, and then you go to a meeting and you've got some more coffee and then, oh, you know, you've had unexpected phone calls, you've got some orange juice added to the cup. And then you've got a fire to put out and you've had to put some apple juice in the cup. Well, by the time you actually have to go the, to do the thing that you really intended to that day, your cup is already full. What you need to do is dump the cup, rinse it out, take mm -hmm. two to then approach your day. So you can use music in a micro break, um, either a calming track or a, a happy track or whatever it might be uh, to, to give your brain a break. Combine that with a quick walk around the block 
before you start the next thing. And now you've got like basically a power tool for productivity because you've given your body a break, a mind a break, and then you can, you can um, approach your day more effectively. So the, the, what I talk about music is, is using it when you're in that stuck time, like I talked about my story at the beginning where I was really feeling stressed or on a micro break, rather than checking your social media, checking your social media is probably the worst thing you can do. We now know it takes over 20 minutes to get back on track after you've been checking like social media, then to do a, a more purposeful break. There's distractions and then there's breaks and distractions are things like mm. taking a proper break where you even, it, it takes less time, but it actually creates um, more energy for you to go forward in your day. Wow. That's so incredible. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're kind of looking at it in a, in the wrong, from the wrong perspective thinking, Oh, one more thing I have to add to my schedule when it's really, it's the thing. It is like the self self care that you kind of put in to take these real breaks instead of checking your social media or getting yourself distracted just because the brain really needs to shut off, you know? So that you have to, we have to take these mental breaks because we're pushing through on a marathon and our brains were not built that way. We're built for these, these shorter sprints where we need interjections in our day. So what I say to people is make a commitment to finding times in your day to bring music in. It can be as simple as brushing your teeth, like the, um, Canadian Dental Hygiene Association recommends brushing your teeth for two minutes, about two minutes twice a day. Two minutes is about the average length of a song. So it can be brushing your teeth. It can be in the car when you're stuck in traffic. Write down mm-hmm. three, maybe three or four songs that, that make you happy, three or four songs that create you know, a sense of calm, and then build purposeful playlists that you can use. I have them all on my Spotify um, that I can use when I need to, to bring on the mood that I want to create at that time. Yeah, being intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we can't really control everything that happens to us in life and the fast pace of life and all of these things that come to us. But what we can control is our being intentional about shifting our moods and our thoughts and our emotions. And so that what a great way to do that having it's your playlist and it's ready to go and here I go you know like exactly I have an intention to come out of this stuckness or this fast pace or whatever else is going on yeah like I'm the first person to say I need to go for a run but when I can't go for a run I don't have that half an hour what can I do instead so I'm I'm other modalities are all very important whether it's yoga class or a run or a game of golf or a ski day, but sometimes we just don't have that time in our day. So what can we do? Um, right. And how music can actually be that, that power tool that can help you uh, switch over. Yes. Listen, my ladies, no one is coming to save you. Remember that <laughs> you have to be intentional. You have to set your intentions, have your tools ready, add to your toolbox, and then when things come up or your heart goes a little bit fast, you go, which tool am I going to use right now to pull myself back together right. or realign myself? Is it, you know, meditation with a with a calming music in the background? Or is it, am I going for a run with a music that uplifts my spirit? 
I use, I use all these different types of music just in intuitively. Yes. <laughs> and now I know why. <laughs> yes. And you can have a music meditation. Like you can literally, if you need to, mm. you know, a music can be a form of meditation or used in combination with a meditation. Um, and the sound enhances that as well. So yeah, as you said, it's, it's being intentional. It's stop when you get yourself in that point, it's stopping, figuring out what you need and then sourcing that. And, and music is just another tool. It's not just something that's auditory wallpaper. It's, it's something you can use very intentionally in your life. Amazing. Fantastic. I love that, Karen. Thank you so much. This has been such a great talk and um, I really enjoyed learning from you. And I wonder if uh, my listeners, that if they, they want to continue working with you, where should they be going and what uh, different things do you offer? Absolutely. Um, well, uh, you can always check out my Instagram, my Facebook. It's Karen Agro Guitar is my handle. Um, I also am uh, doing a, I do a lot of corporate workshops on micro breaking, the power of music. Um, so I could always come in and do a workshop for your team. Um, I've done, spoken at, at national conferences across Canada over the past few years on these topics and others that are similar. And I also play at events. So if you ever need a guitarist, I'm a classical guitarist by, by my music training. And then I'm also doing a diploma in sound therapy. So I've been very involved in doing, um, creating sound, doing workshops with groups, soundscapes, mm -hmm. vocal, drumming workshops, either on their own or combined with a yoga class. So if you're ever interested in that, so it's the corporate work, it's the playing, it's the sound therapy. Um, yeah, and that's that's sort of where I'm I'm spending my energy. In addition to you know being a pharmacist and all these other things, but you know, it's <laughs> great joy. So it's very fun. Yes, and you know, um, you are you you have so much on your plate, and I do too. I'm the same way. And people sometimes say, "How can you do all these things? Like you have this and that going on." But the truth is that because I love it, it gives me, it gives me prana. It gives me life force. So it actually gives me uh, fullness instead of like taking away from me. So that's one good way of kind of measuring that you're, you have all these things going on, but it's what you love. And you can see that. You can see that in your smile. You can see that in your, the way you talk about music. So I'm sure that we will work together again soon. And thank you so much for all the information. And I will put uh, Karen's information also at the bottom of this. So if anyone would like to contact you, they will. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.